All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you, Lisa. Oilers Nation Radio, episode whatever. Liam, Dan, Rick, Tyler, Bag Milk in studio. We just spent the last 20 minutes talking about everything other than the Edmonton Oilers. Got we're out just, of our systems. We're just talking about Aaron Judge and looking over his shoulder. At cheetah, for cheetah. An hour. We're baseball boys now. Welcome in. Yeah, Liam and I both wearing Jay's jerseys. Jay is not in the room, but he's got his Otani jersey on. What was that Aaron Judge thing? I didn't watch the game yesterday. Uh, there's a little rumor flying there's around. a little uh, Houston Astros situation happening. Yeah. The Jay's broadcast crew called it out. Like, called it out hard, too. So, yeah. basically, Aaron Judge is standing up to bat. Pitcher gets his sign, comes set. Then Aaron Judge flashes a quick glance at the dugout for some reason and then proceeds to hit the ball to the second deck dead center. He did it twice, too. Yeah, he did it twice. And he said... The reason he did it is because they were chirping from the benches. His own Two, teammates. His own teammates. His own teammates were chirping him. Too hard, and it was already 6 nothing. So in honor of that, Aaron Judge proceeded to slam one out of the park to make it 7-zip yeah. to the New York Yankees. So he was looking at his own dugout? Yeah, yeah like side-eye. Yeah, it was yeah really I saw weird, the side-eye. I, just didn't I, exactly I saw the photo. So what are, we, what are we thinking? They somehow figured well, out the sign. He's looking over. To, he's looking at John Boy is going to do a breakdown for us and figure it all or out. Or are they yeah. hacking? Because you know now... They do the yeah, pitch yeah. com thing. Yeah, yeah. Are the Yankees hacking pitch comms? And then just showing a signal, and that's yeah. what's coming down the... They yeah. just turned the old walkie-talkie to channel three instead of channel two where I they just, agreed yeah, to be. Yeah, I think we got to get rid of pitch comms and have go back to the uh, catcher running out to the pitcher every pitch. Yeah, they finally fixed Just run the ball back. <laughs> I do get the pitch com thing, but I also miss the hand signals. Yes. I like to watch that. Wait, Something they don't about do? watching a grown man with painted fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Or taped fingers, too. Yeah, taped fingers. They don't do that anymore? Not really. Some pitchers still like it, but oh, you interesting. Still do it. So they just talk to each other. Yeah, they have like a little uh, device. The catcher will. It's not two way though, is it? It's just one way. Yeah, it's one way. So like the catcher will have like a little thing with a bunch of buttons, and he'll go like fastball inside, and the pitcher gets the thing fastball inside, and he throws it. Did oh. you see the? Did you see the uh, college team that got caught 
with having their players all had it in their batting helmets. They oh. had microphones in their batting helmets. Yeah, that doesn't seem legal at all. Yes. What are they listening? What are you listening to? I believe that that was the Wu Tang Clan. The coach was <laughs> yeah. giving them tips, yeah. so well, the coach be- actually quit. He didn't know that that was illegal, and he was so embarrassed by it, he quit. Well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't tried. Like the George Costanza thing. I, is that not allowed? Is that frowned upon? If I would have known it, I mean, I. That's one of my favorite things to say ever. <laughs> is that not allowed? If you ever see me tweet that, that's where it comes from. All right. I suppose we've spent three minutes talking about baseball. May as well get into the Oodle Noodle Delicious debate. 18 locations and counting. You can still go get Oilers Nation stickers if you're up here in Edmonton. If you're in Calgary, you made a poor choice. Got it? Good. Tyler, what do you got for delicious debate for us today? You worried about Alec Manoa? No, okay, no, we're doing hockey. A little bit, yeah. Uh, A little bit. Was this season a step backwards for the Edmonton Oilers? No, it wasn't a step backwards. Was it a failure? Yes, but I would also say 31 teams fail every single season. The Oilers had really high expectations on themselves that they were going to go. We all saw the lane for them to go all the way. It didn't happen. So is it a step back? No, I don't think so. They really only lost two more or they won two fewer games than they did last year. Not a huge step backwards failure. Yep. Because I just feel that way. If you don't win the Stanley cup. Yeah. I think I said anything less than the conference finals this year was going to be a failure. And it's weird to call something a failure, but not call it a step back, but the window's not closing. Right. And that's kind of why I stick with the, not a step back, not a step forward, but still wildly disappointing. Yeah. You didn't go backwards at all. It's disappointing, but he didn't. They didn't go backwards at they all. Didn't go backwards. There's yeah. There's still uh, whatever happens in the offseason here is relatively minor, I believe, in terms of taking care of business. I don't actually think so. We'll talk about that. Well, there's bit. not. There's no big name. I guess there's got to be big. The obviously the Bouchard contract, but mm-hmm. you don't have to go bring in a Hyman. You don't have to go find that. No, 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 those pieces are. You're good. putting in. You're yep. adding on like the the second. The not even the secondary stuff. It's. Really, just the third, the third and fourth string stuff, just the ribbon on the on the present. Dan, what do you think? I think that the disappointment got amped up a little bit more for me than it would have been before had I not seen the opponents that were also joining them in the conference finals. Uh, you were Sands, the powerhouses there, and so I think that that was just an opportunity missed. And so I think that's where kind of where I'm heading towards that disappointment uh, range. But yeah, I mean, you can't say that it's a step backwards just because it's still just this team. And I didn't think that this team was going to win the Stanley cup this year. I certainly didn't think we were going to be out in the second round, Uh, but no, not a step backwards. Just a huge, I would say a huge disappointment. Yeah. Major bummer. Liam. Yeah. I think to look at it from a different angle, they filled a lot of holes this season, which have been missing in the past. Mm. Like obviously echo coming in is big. Stuart Skinner. Find like finding the goalie of the future is big. Clean like Clem Clem the Clem the dream. Yeah, so I don't know. Obviously massively disappointed. Being at the game sucked. The third period was just a There was a lot of us there too. Slow, slow burn. I think the only people that weren't there were the people who had to do after dark that night. And unfortunately, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I wasn't, I wasn't but, there. Yeah, just just a bummer, but I'm not I don't know. Not crying to the wolves about it. This organization has been in way way worse situations than they are right now and it's the hope that kills you i think that's a ted lasso quote let me tell you it is a way different flavor of being disappointed when you lose in the second round feeling like you really should have gone out Mm. or gone further than when we were out by halloween yeah but (laughs) okay and there's not a better or worse one this one's way better 
This is See, way I don't, I don't think like this one. It hurts so much more. It's all at once. Bang, bang, it's over. But it's everything at once. The one, the rest of it, it was like okay, it sucks, slow it burn. Sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't tell you whether like. It's either like dying by a shot to the head or burning to death. Oh, oh shot, shot to, to the, the head, head every yes, time. Please. No question. Yeah, you know, it's just the everything think, all at once, and that's kind of what sucks right now. I just think about yeah. like during the Aikens era when I would be writing wrap-ups at like 11.30 p.m. when the California road trips were happening. But at least the expectations weren't there. But like I'm our, sitting there watching the game ones. and I'm fucking writing about tacos and shit because I do <laughs> not want to write about the Edmonton. Well, we're Oilers. looking at a team with look at look at the players that were on that roster. If we were walked into man, that, hope if, was alive. If we walked into that, fucking Omar was gonna save us. If we walked into that, and thought something you. good was gonna happen. How dare you? We need to shake our heads a bit, especially in hindsight. This one was. We should be playing in June. I would just like to say that is the second Linus Olmark reference today in this room, which is <laughs> remarkable. Mm-hmm. Someone mentioned Sammy Vatnan to us on his nation yeah. every day today. Mm. Turns out him and Linus Olmark play on the same team in Sweden, mm. along with who are the other ones? Timu Hartakainen and Marc-Antoine Pouliot. And Hell uh, yeah. the French oh, defenseman. Johan OV2. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, forward our defenseman. How yeah. dare you? Man, were we feeling good about those additions. Yeah, that was yeah. a sick team. Listen, <laughs> Rick, I kind of get where you're coming from. I don't at all. But like, well, like, you know, it's less painful, right? You can never get broken up with if you never get a girlfriend. But like, yeah, come like on. there was just, we didn't have. That's a, a good way to put it. Like we never had a girlfriend. At least we got <laughs> laid with a round to play off hockey. <laughs> Our expectations back then were very minimal. Yeah, but I like I, right now that right, right now they are the top of the mountain. I, I think it's fair. better that the team does it this way, but it hurts more this way. It's like last season when kind of all knew the others were going to lose to Colorado after a certain point in that series, right? Before he even got to yeah, the, the offside of call. You were down 2 nothing, and it was kind of like, eh, yeah. we're probably fucked. Yeah, but like this one, it was, like, it was very optimistic until the end. They were up 2-1 in that game. They played so well. Actually, they didn't play that well in the first period. It was okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I'd kinda rather go through Rick a season a like yeah. this and lose this way. But it hurts more because your expectations were high. Definitely yep. hurts more. I would awesome. take this every single time over yes. being out by November. In terms of in terms <laughs> not of the close team, really. Yeah, in terms of the team success, I agree. But it hurts more today than it hurt on November third. Like, like, well, okay, game seventy five coming up. The Oilers are twenty points out of the playoffs. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. Here's <laughs> hoping Derek Roy can. We were kind of like dull to the feelings by then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this the is thing, still very very sharp. The thing that concerns me now about this team is they're starting to lose the shine of like entering their window, right? Like last year they go to the conference finals. It's like, here we go. Like this is the start of something. They lose in the conference finals. It's like, Hey, that's fine. Like good step forward. And now you're, they're starting to get that Toronto stink as much as you may not like me no saying that. Way, I, I just, man. I just I think that, that I think that you're right. If you expected a dynasty. Yes. But I like this team is not going to win a championship every year. No, but it's going to probably end up with, I would say two or three by the end of it. And I, yes, I hear what you're saying that now we're in that window. They aren't so there yet. <laughs> like Toronto's not. won one game in the second round since the nineties, but that's the difference. I know, but the Oilers expectation is now to win cups with McDavid and we're not there yet. I'm saying we're starting yeah. to get that stink of a team that chokes. I think people just want, yeah, some people may want to go and speak of us that way because of Toronto and the similarities. But I think if you actually watch the teams objectively, you'll see that Edmonton has a much higher upside and they're not exactly that oh, measurable. Would you say the Oilers choked against Vegas? Oh, Because we saw two, yeah. t- two times in that series 
The only two times they played 60 okay, minutes of their B-plus or better I'll, game. I'll say this. I'll say this. Maybe there was a choking part of this, but I don't think it's from the top-end guys where it is in Toronto. I think it's from the secondary guys. I don't think they choked at all. I think it's like, really I mean, yeah, they didn't do but it wasn't, any it favors, wasn't, but like that also just completely discounts the team that won the Western Conference. It wasn't Connor and Leon. Like, you no. can sit there and point your finger at Austin and Mitch or Austin Tavar or whatever the hell you want to do, right? I can point my finger at, like, our Nuge. Next, our next shelf of, of forwards, yep. we Hyman needed Kane. a lot more out of. Gold yeah, like, last year, a lot more out of. 100%. Like, last year, Nuge, Hyman, Kane, in aggregate, scored 30 goals when the Oilers got knocked out. They had seven this year. Yeah, and that's where I think yeah. our Huge issue problem. is. And if you just fix that... You're not even mentioning the goaltending anymore because you've got that much more. Yep. Well, yeah, but it still plays a role. And there, it's dude, there's not. I don't. I can't sit there and say there was one goal that I I felt so bad about. But the goaltending just needed to do more. Jay just walked in the room, and I'm wondering what the hell's going on. I'm thinking whose car needs to get moved next. So it's who's parked on this street. So me not again. I. Where did you? You came and moved my car. So was my car there? Actually, I didn't move it because I didn't have to. So I'm on this street. So you are on the so I do have to no, move again. Not, not that way. Pause this the recording right? for a break. Okay. But yeah. I'm right in front of you. Oh, yeah, street yeah. No, sweeping day at the office. Right yeah, yeah right no, bag milk, okay. you're fine. Right. Tyler, I think Because you're in front of Jay's, but anybody is parked. Okay, well, I'm going to go uh, move my car, guys. Now you, I'm going to shit on Tyler. Yeah, you guys, yeah keep do, you guys keep doing the pod, though. Keep doing you, boys. Stupid so here's the reason I disagree with the wind, like the window chat. Like We're looking at the last Stanley Cup winner which obviously they're out now too. But you look at 2016-17, did not qualify for the playoffs. The very next year, 2017-18, lost in the first round to the Preds. Uh, 2018-19, lost in the second round to the Sharks. 2019-2020, lost in the second round of the Stars. 2020-2021, lost in the second round of Vegas. Last year, won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I don't think just because they went to the Western Conference Finals, the Oilers, that is, and then bowed out in the second round, like that has nothing to do with the cup window to me. They are where they need to be. Is it painful? You're fucking right, it is. But the way I saw Leon talking post game, I cannot wait to see what those two do next year. We just need so much more help from the rest of the team. Well, I think we're going to talk about some roster upgrades too in a little bit, but like. I don't think we should be concerned about the window whatsoever. No, I'm not concerned no. about the window. That th- I think that's a lot of just and comparing them to Toronto, like there's not. It's not even close. It's not to even it's not even the same stratosphere. I don't. I don't think that's fair to categorize the others as choke artists at all. Because in the last two years, they've been to five. They've been in was it five now? Five rounds, right? And it's it's the same call now, back to back years. It's not like in years previous, like Kane Hyman. And, and Ekholm have been here, right? Like the others, all those teams have had massive flaws. The only similarities are really McDavid and Drysaddle are on those teams. Like it's not even, not even similar. Like Tampa Bay did, went through this for a long time too. I think it was 2015. They made it to the conference finals and then finally won in 2020. And it's so, not, and it's not as if Vegas was this bad team. The, that's exactly no, team like this. I mean, like, did the Oilers help themselves? There was a lot of times where they most certainly did not. Yes, they were brutal. One thousand percent, the Oilers could have been better. But like to discount the conference champions as the team that knocked you, it's just. It, I just. I don't. I think, just think we're being yeah. way too. I do have to move. All right. Well, <laughs> All right, so okay, well, actually, just the three of us are going yeah, to so pause, no, pause this, this for an ad break, right? 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good ad. Great ad. Uh, getting back to it, all the cars have now been moved for now. <laughs> what a weird disruption to our hockey podcast. What are they doing out there? Street sweeping. Yeah, yeah cleaning the streets. I've had to move twice already now. I'm a very fine citizen, mm. making sure that the city crews can do their job. So here's my thing about street cleaning. Isn't this a night job? I feel like this is something you no, can you do. Can't do you can't do a bunch of cars on the road, though. Do you know how yeah, angry people would be if you drove those things around at night? That's the other. That's what they do in Show a Park, and you just gotta, you just yeah, gotta make it roll, work. They roll with like the RCMP, and they uh, knock on doors at like ten, eleven. Small, at night smaller too. community. Yeah. Tyler was selling it, but like. Say no, I didn't say any words. I don't know. No, I do. Anyways, are they one of those choke artists? Yes. No, I'm kidding. Um, I just, I worry, you know, eventually you do get that stink. And that's why I think there's a lot of pressure on this team to come through and, and go deep next year. But it's not like they're weird. bowing out in the first round. No, no, no. But And they lost to the, as we were saying when you were gone, they lost to the Pacific Division champion. Western Conference. Yeah, but like, I don't think they're that good, you guys. But, I like, think I but they're not. But like, it's not like they that. lost to the eight seed. It's not but, like they uh, lost to Florida. And, and they lost yeah. to them with <laughs> arguably their third and fourth back string or backup goalies taking out eyeballs for free. So it was like <laughs> choke artist. No, if the Oilers kept bowing out in the first round. Sure. Here's a choke artist for you. The Boston Bruins. I don't think the Oilers are on that level right now. No. And I, I did like the point that, that you made Rick of, it's not like it's McDavid and dry disappearing every time in the playoffs. And like, that's the issue. The issue is the supporting cast helping out a little bit more. And yeah, I, I just, I have faith that that'll get better. Like eventually you'll get a run where you get more support. Like those, you did last year. It's got to be on those. Like there's a lot of people out there, you know, pointing the finger at the GM too. I think the GM has put together a, a Stanley fine. Cup caliber hockey team. And unfortunately not all the horses pulled their. Listen, like if you want to talk about the secondary scoring, Nuge, Hyman, Kane, we talked about them. Not great. Uh, could the def- defense been better? Yeah. Cody Cece was apparently hurt all year. Didn't have a great playoff run. Stu didn't look like Stu. But again, we're talking about a rookie who carried the others into the playoffs. I'm not hanging anything on him either. Oh. So there's some things that just didn't go well. And to win the Stanley Cup, you kind of need everything to go well. Cece was hurt? Was that the rumor? Yeah, that's just kind of what's been batting around oh, today okay. on Twitter. It makes sense because he was so 
We kind of spoke about this today on the Bad live all show. all year. There's no he was hurt all year. No, but he was really good in year one. Yeah. And like a guy you didn't really see at the big goal in game seven. And this season, he just comes and it's just like progressively like got worse and worse and worse as it as it went on and was borderline unplayable with some guys on this team at yeah. points. So he's a, he's an interesting one, I think, heading into the offseason of like what does the future hold for him? Quite yeah, like, well, there's a couple of players, right? Like I would have my personal list. Don't fucking at me. Well, you can if you want. Cody CC can he be upgraded for a similar cost? Warren Fogel, Kyler Yamamoto. There's that's nine million bucks worth of players. Right. Yeah, I think Fogel stays, but I can see moving out from. Yeah, I think Fogel did it like in the second half of the year and mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Everything you want to like, I'm sure you, might, you might want a little more points out of them, but I think you saw a lot more out of Fogel. I'm I, talking strictly dollars, though. I think the thing with Fogel yeah. would be from a dollars in perspective. Are you going to get two point seven five million dollars out of him, or can Dylan Holloway play that role for on his ELC? Can Xavier Borgo play that role on and his that's ELC? That's really all I'm talking about. Can you get yeah, Borgo won't be, but can you get twenty eight points for less than two point seven? I think, and it's just strictly mathematics because you talk about the Bouchard extension. We're going to talk about him in a little bit because Frank was on Weather's Nation every day yesterday talking about it, but like. It's going to be dollar in, dollar out on some of these guys. Yeah. And that would be my list of three potentials that get moved based mostly on dollars. But I will yeah. say in the last four months, Fogel went from number one on that list to number three on that list for me. 100%. Agreed. Did, the, what about, and I know, he, I, know, I know he played really well, but just lefty-righty, Kulak. See, like, you can't move that guy. I don't think you can move but if, him. What I if you, what, I, I get it, but if you look at your lefties, right, you're going to have Nurse and Ekholm there, then you have, you're going to want Broberg there. So can you somehow get Do rid of... Though? But if you get rid of... I think so, yeah, but, but if you can somehow get rid of the money of both Kulak and CC and turn that into CC's replacement, are you in a better spot? I think sometimes, and I think Vegas did a good job of this, like lefty-righties aren't as important as we all make them seem. I get it. It's obviously really good if you can get three left, three right. But that game, Petrangelo was out. I can't remember what hand it was, but five of them shot one way and one shot the other way. I'm going to guess shot five lefties. Way. I think it was five... Yeah, it must have been something like that. Well, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, so it's like, how important is it? Because obviously the question is, is where does Broberg fit into this equation, essentially, right? Like, But at some point, it's like, okay, man, like you're just going to have to play on your right side. Or maybe Kulak just plays on his right side. I think Kulak could definitely do that. I think that. he could too. And I think Kulak is way too good of a player and too valuable when push comes to shove. Because he can slide up. He had a great. He made a great play on the McDavid goal. We're in, still in running six. out of spots here, though, team. But like, yeah. I uh, like, I am not. If I'm GM slash coach, which I should be, thank you. I'm not writing Broberg's name in ink whatsoever. Which is why I think they need to consider trading him this offseason. I would. What What, what do does, you get more for? Though? What are you going to get for him? Is there a team out there who likes Broberg and maybe has a veteran they'd swap with you? Right, like, how old is Kulak right now? Thirty. No, I think he's only like 28. No, Brett Kulak is 29. 29. Okay, so Damn, right in the middle. <laughs> um, right, but like if, if a team out there says, hey, we really like Philip Broberg, and we got this 29-year-old right-shot D-man here, what does Broberg plus get you? And then you flip out CC for like a third-round pick. Are you a better team potentially with that kind of an upgrade? Or do you use Philip Broberg to fill a hole up front in your top six? Get a winger. And then trade CeCe 
Trade Yamamoto. Use that money. Go sign Scott Mayfield. Go look at a Damon Severson or something. I'm just saying, like, I, I think Brober can be used as a chip. And the reason I say that, not that I don't believe he can one day be an NHLer, but we're getting to what year now of Philip Broberg? And we still are sitting here going, ooh, can you pencil him in next year? Okay, any guy who you are not writing in ink in the starting lineup next year, you discuss trading them. Do you think that Kulak can play what he what we saw from him this year? Can he do that another year or two? Uh, two yes. For $2.75 million, I'm more than willing to take I that I am chance. way more comfortable with Kulak than Broberg. Yeah. I think... With Broberg too, though, like so, you've got to look at his money, and we keep talking about like money and money out. Like, what if you do bring in this veteran guy, and it, it hypothetically doesn't work? Just play devil's advocate, and you just get rid of a guy who's on an ELC for however long. That's going to help your cap situation. Like, I wouldn't move Broberg this summer. I just don't think it's going to be beneficial to to the franchise at all. Moving, I think, out yeah, I agree. Like, I agree there. Con- considering there's literally nobody else behind him. Eventually, if, you need to. I'm not saying I understand we got to take steps as a franchise and like bring in veteran players and all this kind of stuff, but also like you've got to have players on there that are going to be valuable in finance. And we just talked about moving out Warren Fogel for a Dylan Holloway on the same argument. Okay, but the my counterpoint to that, yes, you need young guys coming mm-hmm. up, but I personally right now I don't give a shit about four or five years from now. I care about the next yep. two to three. And Nurse, Ekholm, and Kulak are all locked up for those years. You've chosen who your three defensemen are on the left side. I get wanting depth. That's why you sign guys for cheap in the offseason and you bring in that layer, which I don't think they had this year. Um, but I, I'm not saying, like, shop them and get the best offer, but you definitely look into it simply because yeah, you have to look he's not locked into a roster spot next year and he might have value. Well, I think you look into everything, all right? Yeah. You have to, but, like, anybody writing Broberg's name in ink, I just I don't think that's the right move. Uh, Nothing is, sh- he's sh- like, I agree the depth. I agree the contracts. I agree all that. He's a player you drafted and developed and you want to have probably more leash for a player like that than you should. What did he do that merits the spot? Outside yeah, of I mean, being cheap yeah. and tall. <laughs> and handsome. And handsome, very handsome. Very quick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think eventually you got to give this guy an opportunity to actually showcase what he's done. I don't think he's had a lot of opportunity to really get sustained play, whether that be because of injury or the logjam too. But I always find it interesting, and I understand it's like a lefty-righty thing, and they're obviously very different. But like, why did Vincent Dayane get such a long run with this team when Philip Broberg hasn't had that opportunity for a sustained amount of time? Well, he brought a, he brought more he than just the righty. He, he brought the yeah, physical, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a very unique player in that sense of things. But I just think in the prospect aspect, it's like, you gave Dinson Dayane a very long runway. Like, why can't you give your eighth overall But doesn't that tell that you what same? maybe the coach thinks of where Broberg's at right Perhaps now? Perhaps, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's also... Because in the game, he doesn't yeah. bring that element of the game. They want that element of the game. Because when, I, that, I when we it. play well physically, we play we play better. Yeah. I just... I don't know. It's such a unique Especially argument for where this team is because... They play eleven and seven. You probably want a good seventh defenseman. Either way you look that, at right? it, but what is one of those? He's not unique. One of the two lefties is gone this year. I think, whether it be Kulak or Broberg, one of them has to go. And I think I don't think you the, have to though. I don't think you have to, especially either. with a coach that loves playing eleven and seven. Like, there's your left side. I just think that's the the easiest way to, of upgrading CC spot. I don't know. 
I, I would, Broberg would probably be four on my list of the three that Bag Milk said before, too. Yeah, if like, I was moving again. Yeah, I'm not in a rush to yeah. move them by any stretch. That's no. not what I'm saying. Do you like having a Broberg as your seven, or would you rather have like somebody 28, 29 year old as your I'd seven? I'd rather have Vinny as my seven, to be honest. Yeah. I would too, and I would have Kulak on the right and Broberg on the so left. So you're going to play Broberg over uh, Broberg in the, in the six Get- as opposed to Vin? Here's what I'd yeah, say. Essentially. I like the flexibility that keeping all seven of these guys brings you, or. Keep the six and upgrade CC. Like, but having the flexibility of like Kulak can flip over, Vinny's there, Brober can play. You're not healthy all 82 games. No, no, that's what I mean though. Would you yeah. rather have your seventh to be like a guy that you're still quite got question marks around? Or would you rather your seven be a Russell-esque guy that can hang out and you feel you feel confident putting in Russell. You know what I mean? Like not Russell per se, but Chris Someone Russell like of that, six yeah. years ago. I am fine with either option, honestly. Yeah. Which, one, think- which one's your preference though? Like to me. I think you just want a nicer safety net. Therefore, you might want to erase on some of the question marks and bring in that Russell-esque defenseman as but, your yeah. number seven rather than a guy you still have question marks about. But again, it, it's all pros and cons, right? Because if you 100%. go that route over a Broberg as your seven, you never know when D-men are going to pop, right? I, I yeah. Broberg could pop next year, and all of a sudden he figures it out, and he's got this pass, and he gets a little quicker, and you're like, holy shit, this guy's an everyday NHL D-man. That might hit next year. If you give up on them, you lose out on finding out about that upside. It's it's the mystery yeah. box thing in a, in a sense. But if there is a good enough trade offer out there, he just my initial point with this was that he's not untouchable. Yeah, but oh I God, would no, prefer no, definitely not. I would prefer Broberg as my seven over a Chris Russell esque, simply because I do still like the upside. And hey, mm-hmm. if the upside isn't there, it's relatively easy pre deadline to go January, get a guy February, or okay. claim a guy off waivers. I would like. Philip Broberg to force the Oilers' hand one way or another in this decision, rather than the Oilers prematurely making And I was hoping that he was going to do that draft. this year, because he yep. was essentially his spot to lose, and he lost it. Which is basically what they what they said. The only trade I can think of in my head that's similar to like a young defenseman getting traded for an NHL guy is Sergachev for Jonathan Drouin. But I can't remember what the similarities, what the situation was in Montreal for Sergeyev. Was, Wasn't he kind of the guy who couldn't get into the team though? And Drouin was similar. No, they to just loved Drouin. Drouin was a, was the like he was struggling in Tampa. I remember that. to report, and then uh, in Montreal was deep in the. They were going uh, for francophone, it. Right? Uh, the francophone. Desire, I'll give you a better example of the kind of deal I'd think about. Like Montreal traded him after only four games played within that organization. And that's what I just don't want the others to do. Yeah. Well, we've seen more than four games. Yeah, we have. Right? So we have. It's a bit different. The better example is uh, the Devils trading Ty Smith and a third for John Marino. Yeah. Like, John Marino came in and was freaking unreal for New Jersey this year. And, yeah, at the time they made that deal, I'm like, they're giving up on Ty Smith. Ty Smith, like, Top yeah. 20 pick. Like, what? And a pick to get Marino? But they saw something they liked in Marino. They recognized he needed a fresh start. They knew Ty Smith wasn't what they needed because they had Dougie Hamilton. And boom, they ended up like, what a trade that it, that was, right? So that's yeah, what I'm that's looking fine. at is if there's a D-man out there who you love and the team goes, yeah, we'll give him to you if you give us Broberg, I'm not hanging up the phone if I'm Steve Stales. And the thing now t- I was that goes right uh, into mine. Oh, the thing now that is kind of plagued not played, but Broberg to Holland, keep him attached. Is that wasn't he Holland's first, first pick? pick? Yep. So now that it's attachment might be gone with Steve Stale, steady Steve. Yep. Coming in. Broberg seemed like a Stales type D man. He's a glass and oak kind of guy. Yep. Just Vinny DeHarnay. Can you rim it around the boards or what? <laughs> well, oh. you uh, jumped ahead on the old list, Tyler. So let's get right to it. On the DFO rundown, 
Greg Saravalli speculated that there could be a shuffle coming in upstairs with the Edmonton Oilers. Ken Holland would be moved upstairs to just Poho, or I guess maintain Poho. Maintain Poho, lose GM. Yeah. And then Steve Steos would be the new general manager. Yeah. Basically, from Frank's reporting and some other stuff, this is basically what's going on. The Oilers brought in Steve Steos like a year ago or whatever. Steve Steos is going to AMA travel his way up into the GM position after coming to 100%. the Oilers last week. They bring him in. Plan out his summer vacation via AMA travel before <laughs> settling in his new office at the OEG. Hundy P. I wonder where he would go. Probably Banff. <laughs> Probably, I imagine. Well, because, you know, he played here forever. Yeah. You'd know exactly where he needs to yeah, go. He so he's going to reach out to the fine folks at AMA Travel. Was he around for the DVD? Ooh. He might Danny go, Heatley, yes, he was around he for the DVD. He might just go take a, you know, take a, a spin off that. He might just look at the DVD. He's got, you know, he's got that thing framed in his office behind his desk. A couple of spots in there, like picks it out. Like a platinum record. As we saw in the bubble playoffs, the bounds are right there. Uh, 20 minutes. So he just, Rock throw, AMA man. Travel. You book that in, and then you come on back 20 minutes later, you're in your office at OG. Basically, they hired Steve Stales. <laughs> <laughs> and they really liked him. And what they're now learning is that other organizations maybe like Steve Stales. And the wording Frank used was they will be proactive and protective in Steve, with Steve Stales. If the Ottawa Senators want him, the Oilers might make it difficult for that to happen. You never want to stand in the way of a guy getting one of the 32 GM jobs. But basically, the move here is, okay, we don't want Steve Stales to be gone. Ken Holland's in the last year of his deal. And the sense always was Ken Holland's not signing another contract here in Edmonton. This was a five years, right the ship for us. And then, in a way, transition the power over. And I think this is just part two of what is ultimately a three-part plan. You identified a guy who could be your next successor. He sat in the organization for a year. You give him a step up while Ken Holland's what still was he doing? watching like, over. Head of player development or something like uh, that. Some special like... assistant to the general manager. Dwight Schroeder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. didn't even yeah. read that off anything. I was just <laughs> sitting on. He's so. Right? Okay, so now we're, lear- now we're cooking. Yeah, right? <laughs> Steve Steos is Dwight Schroeder. He is. All right. So year two now, now was, now is Steve Steos takes over as your GM. More hands on. He's making He's going to paint the office black immediately. <laughs> but Ken Holland's still kind of there overseeing it. And then year three, <laughs> Ken Holland's gone, and it's Steve Stales' club. Can I ask a question just because I don't know? Sure. Why do we like Steve Stales so much? I've kind of questioned this, too. I don't know. I think he did well in junior. I think he, he was did. an analytical I, guy I did see junior. that he did that well of, in junior. Um, along the lines of what people think NHL exec should be now. Mm-hmm. And he used to play for the organization. He's fitting a lot of check marks outside of that. But when you add it to this, then, yes, I think that makes the... Handshake. Yeah, I don't know how many boxes he checks outside of. They like him, and he's a former Oiler. The analytical side <laughs> he, of things. Like he, he's getting all sorts of tires yeah. about the analytical side of things, and that's kind of like the one thing that people say that is negative about OEG and, 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 and the Oilers organization is that they're not very analytical. You bring this bring this in, add it to what we have, the and Brad that Holland should just be the... He was a good... He, had, he built a really good junior program in Hamilton. That gets you a lot of points. He's been around now kind of learning the craft. He was in Toronto for four years in yeah. player development. It's like he took the necessary steps, and I think people are just recognizing him as a smart hockey mind. And it's like, okay, he's young when it comes to, like, management, and he's got experience in the league at different levels now, player, whatever. He's ran a club, and now he's learned under Holland for a year. It's like, okay, the next natural step here is someone's going to give this guy a shot. The the analytics thing is funny you mentioned that, right? Because Tyler and I spoke to Frank about that yesterday. And Frank basically said, 
organization kind of does do that a little bit already with Brad Holland and Steos in I've, charge, but no one really wants to give them like a ton of credit for it because when you pick up those massive boards, it's like, look, our analytics staff is like 20 people, then they always have like two. Yeah. But if you have two people that can do the same job as 20, what does it really matter? I have, yes. I mean, I've always been told that there's a larger analytical department in the, in the Oilers organization than the crowd gives mm. them credit for, but. All I know is what I've been reading about the the, the, the positives about Steos, and that a lot of it is along those lines. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah. I wasn't like trying to discount the idea. I just I'm genuinely curious. Well, yeah, I just I think there's a lot more than just the quote unquote old boys club that was considered here 10, 15, 20 years ago. I also think there's a little bit of up top. A certain someone sees a former Oiler and it's like, keep them still an Oiler. Once an Oiler, once an Oiler, always an Oiler. There's also, Frank keeps bringing up, Paul Coffey apparently yeah. has a ton of pull. He dropped that on Oilers Nation every day. He dropped that on the rundown. It was like, Paul Coffey is in on almost everything this organization does. No one knows his job title. No one knows anything, but he's got pull. Ears so, or voice? Like, does he just get to sit there and be part of it, like a fly on the wall? Or does he actually get, like, the talking stick every now and then, and it actually means something? Because I think there's two different things there. I'd like to see them pass along a conch. But that's yeah, just yeah, yeah, that's Go what ahead. I'm talking about, right? I think his voice is heard by very important people and valued very by important people or very important person. Both. <laughs> I think those kind of go hand in hand. Well, think? I think that the very top of the mountain is where his voice is going to be. Um, the most received. guy with the name on the checks. I think we're talking. Yeah. About. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I underneath that. I think <laughs> the love for oh, see, Voldemort. I is that, it Voldemort? I think Voldemort. underneath <laughs> that they're told to listen to him. Fucking rancor coming out of the <laughs> depths of hell. <laughs> Listening to Paul Coffey. So who's important. like Frank said yesterday too, like the Oilers board staff is very, very small. So who is it? So it's Holland, both of them. Steady Steve, Paul Coffey, and is there someone else? Kevin Lowe. Bob Nicholson. Bobby Nix. So this that's the five. Who we heard my time. Do you have any proof that he isn't part? I've no, I've no proof yeah. that anybody's Wasn't part of this. I've this never morning? seen these people. Wasn't there a quote exactly. this morning from Bob Nicholson that said he's never leaving yeah. the office? Well, he was like, I fucking leave it. There was a report that was like, <laughs> I'm retiring. And then today I was like, yeah, that's psych. So that's which is I, weird, but whatever. I had the vision of. Can we insert the Leonardo DiCaprio from yes. Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, anyways, uh, yeah, Steve Stales will probably be our GM like next week. What, do you think it's weird that he skips or jumps? Two people that were considered perhaps to be next. Yeah, like Keith's just sitting there, sad panda face now. Well, he's, he's sitting in Bakersfield. I, I don't. Think, I think Keith's got to be happy with what he's got. I don't I think, think. Okay, but everyone, everyone's been like, that. this time last year, Keith was getting a lot. Like, was getting a good push. You know, eight months ago, Brad Holland started getting a big push, mm-hmm. and today we're like, All Steve Stamos. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think Keith Gretzky would have been a very good general manager for the Edmonton Oilers. But he could never have done it because his last name is Gretzky and everyone would have just shit on him for the Oilers for being like, oh, because his name is Gretzky. But he's like, he's actually done a really, really good job of this franchise. He could go run like the Florida Panthers and no one would bat that, yeah. No, but he's done done a great job here. But yeah. And the no-name Coyotes? The no-city Coyotes? I think think Keith Gretzky's in a good role here is my point. I think Brad Holland is kind of the same thing. He can't be the GM here. He can't be the GM in Detroit. He'll get a look in some other city one day, but like, you, mm, I guess, fair enough, right? Like, yeah, the, yeah. you got the stink about you. Yeah. <laughs> nepotism. You got that old nepotism stink. Toronto's for stink. dinner. Mm-hmm. 
We didn't think we were going to be able to talk about anything today. Steve Steos. No, the impressive thing is when we do this on August 11th. That's true. Yeah. No, this one's an easy one. we go to three episodes. Yeah, we're going to four a week. Tyler's favorite. Much to Tyler's Tyler's schedule is mostly freed up. We're just going to do a whole episode of word association once a week. Oh, shit. I got to start planning that. I figured you didn't have anything, so I brought it up now. Anyway. Anybody have to move their cars? I'm surprised. I've got my eyes on mine right there. I must confess, gentlemen, that I looked at my Betway account this morning. It is empty. Void of life. Yeah, I went a little hard on game six thinking that I would make the difference in manifestation. As I told you in Ford Hall before the game, Liam, I had a little sprinkles basically everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. I had one bet and it did not hit. The only two bets I hit that like it's almost an insulting amount in my betting account was Oilers over 33 shots and over one and a half total power play goals. I never got a (laughs) notification that I won anything, but I haven't had the internal strength to go look. I have not listened to the radio. Do you want I have me not to look watched television. Let yeah. me look for you. No, okay. I know they're all. I'm fairly certain they're all losses. I, I went home yeah. after Game Six and I was drunk and sad. I was yeah. And I just watched the finale for Big Brother Canada. Did not put any sports on. Fell asleep. I did not know who won. No so spoilers. I, I still. Uh, I still got to watch the end of Big Brother Canada. All right. It's kind of been weird after the game. the The vibes going into the game were immaculate. Excellent. There was. It was a, what do you call it? An organic group that formed of Oilers Nation staff in, uh, what are they, is it the Hockey House? Molson House? Yeah, that I walked in and Kennedy was there with a friend Gina and Bearded Brad and, and his wife. And then Gavin came, Aaron came, Brett came, Bagnell came, Zach, Coom, Tyler well, showed up. A lot up. of them were just over my right shoulder. A lot of those people? Yeah. Kennedy, Gina, oh yeah, Aaron and Brett. Brett, I think we're all over there, and it was awesome. I think the Stepanko was. Were off to my we left. were we were yeah. excited. We were having drinks. We were talking bets. The vibes were high. Christopher Palmer, shout out for taking me to the game. That was epic. And then yeah, and everything happened on the ice, and the the mood went down slowly. And see, the thing that was annoying too is Rogers' place was absolutely fucking bumping in the first period. Oh, it was rocking. I've, I haven't been... That was my first playoff game since game seven, which ironically was that day, a year later. Yeah. And when I walked into the rink, I kind of... I didn't mean to do this, but it timed up perfectly that when I was walking down the stairs was when Nickelback started playing. And I was like, holy fuck. You this timed that. I would have timed it that way too. It was crazy. My heart was just... It felt like it was coming out of the chest every time someone yelled. It was, it was nuts in there. I'm sad. Second period... Not so loud. Third period. Eh. Yeah. That's when uh, I was at, I was at my stage of drunkenness at the game where I'm just like, now nah, I'm just eating things. So I'll be like, I'll have popcorn. I'll have that. <laughs> just give me this. I need to soothe. I was that Toronto kid with his sister. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't. There was, he could have taken a picture of me. There was no smile. <laughs> I was just, I was the frown right after the smile the whole damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and listening to Leon today or like reading because I actually did not listen. I just saw a little bit of things and assume what it sounded like. That's what I feel right now. I have a little bit of that and I know what Connor already sounds like. That is what's inside of me right now. We do have some of those quotes. Oh, I'm not going to read all of them. Coomsey did a great job of uh, kind of putting them all in a thread on the Oilers Nation Twitter account at Oilers Nation. is also going to go up on the site here in a little bit when he gets wrapped up. Um... Yeah, who do you want to start with? Do you want to start with a little bit of Connor? 
Sure. First one that sticks out is it's Stanley Cup or bust for this group, which I think is the only thing to say. Yeah, like this media day, just I said it on the live show today. It doesn't do a ton for me because it's like cliche. It's cliche after cliche after cliche. We want to win here. It's cup or bust. We're disappointed. We wish it would have ended differently. Blah, 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 blah. I just like hearing, well, I don't like hearing it, but I just want to know injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you, okay, and this is, this kind of separates the Edmonton Toronto thing. Do you not see a little more upset, anger, disappointment in yeah. Connor and Leon than you totally. did, say, in 34 from the other side? I didn't watch. Maybe I, the or one Marner. thing, I, one thing I found funny one. about those media veils is, Someone lined up all the quotes from their big three forwards and Riley being like, there's nowhere else we'd rather be but here. And then last year on locker room cleanout day, both Matt Kachuk and Johnny Goudreau being like, why would we want to play anywhere else? I only want to win in Calgary. Like, it's a meaningless day. Oh, no. Uh, the, tw- the, quotes, say that? the quotes from the, li- the Leafs were, Matthew said, my intention is to be here. Marner said, I want to continue to play for this team. Nylander said, I love it here. I don't want to be anywhere else. And Riley said, I love these guys. I don't want anything to change. But without listening to any of the words, the tone of their voice and the look on their faces, I think is completely different than Connor yeah. and Leon. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, but even those words crossed. are different because they're right. more focused on keeping the group together. Than but I think that's that's the way cup? the questions were going, right? Because yeah. there's the Austin Matthews leaving well, right yeah, now, yeah, obviously and thing. And is I think be. it's a lot louder than the actual people yeah. try and push the Connor thing, where I think the Austin thing might be more real. It's, but just the the sound of their uh, Connor and Leon just being dejected. And seeing the other side not sound like that. I think a big difference for the the two parties is like they had progression this season. They finally got to the second round. Like they got that win at least where like the Oilers were two games short of being where they were at least. I guess six games short of being where they were last season. You know? So, but yeah, I I agree. It it does feel a little little different. A little different. Yeah. Do you think Matthews will leave? Not if Dubis stays. Do you think Dubas stays? Not yes. if Matthew leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dubas will stay. Brilliant. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him this year, right? Because what Dubas does not have a contract, and neither does the coach. Yeah, I don't think so. Do you just? I mean, I, very rarely do you want a old coach with a new GM. Yeah. Do you give the and how many coaches have Dubas had? Just he's just, made the one change. Just Babcock. Yeah, he made the switch from Babcock. To Keith, but, but he, he didn't, didn't bring hide. Babcock no. in, right? I think I think what happens in Toronto is Keith's out, Dubis is in or stays, and they'll uh, promote that Spencer Carberry from the minors, and they'll run with him. He'll be like their Woodcroft. Do you think they'll see, keep going back to the minors though? Didn't they do that with Keith? Yeah, they did. Be interesting. I um, I think they should go back to the guy who was in the minors before Keith. Yeah, Dallas Aikens. Dallas Aikens. He's the <laughs> perfect coach. If for they hired him, that'd be so funny. How about oh. speaking of funny, Nick Cousins, who scored the game-winning overtime goal at clinch the series, played under Keith in junior and Dubas in junior. Like so, that was it. Was it Sault Marie? Yeah, great. And they were all there together. He's just ah, comes around. <laughs> I hate everything. Back to Oilers <laughs> Media Day. The other thing I want to bring up is. Matias Ekholm looks fucking sweet. If I'm, yeah, looks like a real hockey guy. Yeah, his face got messed up. I bet you the guy who did it got like a five minute major. Yeah, those, oh yeah, suspended maybe. Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. w- thanks, Wes. You almost, you almost feel bad for the referees that they can't just nope. be like, I look at that face and I'm like, maybe I should review that. Just Four quickly. guys on the ice can call that because quick. the two official, yeah. the two mm-hmm. linesmen are are able to call a pass. Yeah. Four guys on the eight eyeballs, no but, calls, but they missed it. 
And so they should be able to, in my opinion, go back and he, ask a review. He didn't miss it because Wes McCauley was was uh, motioning to echo him that it was a follow through. So he didn't miss it. He okay. saw it. He was just inc- completely incorrect. Okay, that goes back to uh, what's the name? Rod Brendamore's idea is interesting about the ref having like taking two of them off and about putting one week, in yeah. the box to have it reviewable. I I had actually uh, a thing about refereeing that I wanted to ask a group. Because I actually asked some some coaches about this, just out of curiosity, if they would want to change. They weren't anyone too high up the list. But um, would you, you care? The show. <laughs> yeah. It was just some minor hockey dads I found <laughs> outside. So the Toronto game, there was obviously the one where the park like, didn't go in, but everyone said it got, went in, right? Yeah. Do you think it would be wrong for the NHL just to give their referees a watch and be like, and there's a, there's a chip in the puck. Essentially, when the puck goes over the line, it goes green. Or whatever, right? If it doesn't go in, then it doesn't go off. And I don't think this would affect the game at all because essentially they already do it when the puck is clearly over the line and they keep playing and the sirens go off, right? So it wouldn't affect literally anything. The only thing it would do was give you proof that the puck went in or not. I don't think the on-ice official needs that watch per se, but I'm, I'm Somebody completely away. fine with a video guy. I don't, under- I don't understand how they don't have that. I don't get it either. They already do it. They just don't want definite evidence that a puck went in or not. Because it's if they weird. do it now, it means they've been wrong and denying it for so long. I think we just need to bring back the goalie attendants behind the net. <laughs> I do miss that. Sitting there <laughs> I do miss those people. Yeah. The puck went in or not. I always wanted that job when I was a kid. I thought it was great. This was yeah, but this is analog, guys. He wasn't <laughs> back there. He was back there to flip the switch. Yeah, I know. That's why I, we had I want no that other job. way of turning so that light good. on except for putting the guy back <laughs> there. So good. Uh, but like, I don't understand know. how. They can have some kind of sensors in the goal line in, in the puck yeah. where it crosses. We get a definitive answer. Fucking, I don't know. I have to know what parallax means. You know, I think we <laughs> should. We need to find some scientists to speak to, and probably in like August or July when things are a little slower, and see <laughs> yeah. if the science is there. But the issue in this one was that the referee blew his whistle, right? I intent to blow. I, I don't know. I oh, think was it was the intent to blow? blow? Okay. Yeah, it's a I great just, rule. That's the that's a, that's and all and all the and all the still photos. You can't you can't you tell though because you don't know when the whistle went. Yeah, that's yeah, like, they're like look the well. puck went in the net. <laughs> well, the whistle could have gone forty five seconds ago. This picture means yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's uh, so I just you, find it very interesting. And and Dan used this the other day, and I've thought about it a lot since. But when you said the referees don't want to use the tools around them as a positive, they use them as a negative. And I think the NHL as a whole is basically the only sport major sport in the world that doesn't use technology to his advantage to benefit to play on the ice which is ironic for a league that says they want more goals and they take so many away still best sport worst league yes see, and, yeah, the, and, see this is, and it reminds me kind of like the nfl with the catch rule like the des bryant thing yeah in the end zone it took them a while maybe two or three seasons after that actual play they finally came up with a rule change to make it better. But at least but they the NH- did it, yeah, but right? They did it, right? Like, yeah. The NHL sits there and says, no, 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 slams their it. fist, and no, we are right, we are right. The they- games start on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just yeah. thinking about, like, the World Cup, how if a guy's ass cheeks were offside, <laughs> I got a very real look with some graphics about how cheek left cheek was over offside. Like, I don't get it. I just always think of tennis. Like yeah. that sport for as long as I can remember. Had ball trackers forever. Forever. How can they do that? But the NHL just can't. I don't know. It's there's got to be something thing. to be said about a direct view. Yeah, but like I if we're going to a review for, to, to, for tennis, there's never a, a pad over the line where yeah. the ball goes underneath, and therefore the camera can't see. But if we're yeah. going to like a review, like I would say that if we put chip and puck, now we're just 
We're yeah, solving VAR, problems. VAR is the, is the best example, I think, because they yeah. hit that stupid offside, which is, like you it's said, stupid, it's half an ass cheek accurate. over. It's accurate, and like if it goes to review, that's where the technology comes out. It's mm-hmm. not it's supposed to be a crutch. It's supposed to be there as a tool. Yeah. yeah. Just wild. But but just, people have to it accept it and not like mm-hmm. turn their nose to it, like Dan was saying. Yeah. You utilize the science. Don't fight it. Yeah, it's. I mean, as a league, it's it, you continue to just sit there and kind of shoot yourself in the yeah, foot. It's just the definition of insanity: doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. <laughs> it's really frustrating, and it's also on us to when we do get review video review for something to not be upset about it when it takes five minutes. Sometimes, oh, I, yeah, like there, right? there's yeah, I really don't care how long and, it takes. And that was that was we used care. to be right, we used right. to be like that though. We didn't people want do it to get take upset. too long, right? But like you said, Rick, it takes time. The more you time. do those reviews, the faster they get too. That's another element that the league gets better at. I'd rather be upset that it took six minutes and they got it right. Right, rather than they did it in 30 seconds and they were wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never really believed in like there should be a timeline on a review because what's the difference between 259 and 301? Two seconds, but either way. <laughs> also, could be two minutes. <laughs> uh, another couple of things that I want to bring up before we get to word association. Liam, you wrote about the Evan Bouchard extension. Mm. Frank Saravalli was in Oilers Nation every day yesterday. Just kind of all this walkthrough was going on with Dad. Yeah, he basically just said that. It's probably going to be a bridge deal around. He said four million, but he said there could also be the possibility of the others maybe paying him a little bit more. So then down the line, they can maybe take a little bit off there too. But it sounds like they've had negotiations for a while, and Bouchard basically banked on himself a little bit to get better, which he did. So looks like it's going to be a bridge of of some sort for two years between three and a half to probably four and a half million. I think they did mention offer sheet. But I don't see that really. Offer sheet would have to be pretty happening. big. But I I, yeah. I kind of think the Oilers hand is forced here in the fact that if the cap doesn't move up enough, they need yeah. to just the, suck it up and then... When do we hear about that, by the way, the cap? Uh, it'll probably come in the next month. There, there's a one other thing too is that um, Bouchard doesn't have arbitration rights. So he really doesn't have like much leverage other than... Not playing really. Yeah, not playing or, or somebody up. makes an offer sheet. Yeah, I and he's in UFA in like four years or whatever. I think there's actually like a decent little middle ground here between these two I sides. Too. Like I look at Noah Dobson who signed for a three by four, mm-hmm. three years, four mil with the Islanders, and I kind of go like, if you're Bouchard, why would you not sign a five by five with this team? Yeah, run the best power play in the NHL for the next five yeah. years, and at 28 years old, you're going to be a UFA. Go get that big big check. Get 25 million in your jeans right now, guaranteed. Get yep. to play on this team and like again in five years the cap could be up twenty mil from what it is now and you could be making like ten or eleven mil a season. Yeah, I think he's got a bank on himself. Yeah, again, Kikuchi money. Yeah, but yeah, it's Kikuchi money. <laughs> but then there's the other side of it, and I'm sure this is what his agent <laughs> yeah. would say, which would be, "Well, hold up, I can be a UFA in four years, and I'm probably worth mm-hmm. Wierenski, Jones, Nurse money in three years if I keep producing the way I am. So why would I take a five by five when I could take?" a three by four and yeah. get my payday even earlier. But I think, <laughs> I think there's some amount of a middle ground here that should exist. And I, I don't know if they're, they're not going to be able to go long, long term, like eight, but I also think there's a chance they go longer than just a standard two, three year bridge. I think it'll be four by four and a half. That's my prediction. Four and a half. Oh, do I that think that's a, a win for the Oilers. Do that in I a think so second. Too. But I, I just, I don't know. Just kind of thinking about the numbers Frank was throwing out there. Oilers obviously want to do long term. Bouchard, 
doesn't want to. I think, yeah, I'm kind of with Tyler. They'll find some middle ground, maybe four, four and a half, five, somewhere in there. Four, four seventy-five. Let's call it. That's incredible. I've never been right before, so we'll see. <laughs> What's interesting though is Bouge obviously banking on himself. Tyson Berry gets moved. He gets mm. the opportunity. Really ran with it. Yeah, and the power play got better, which is nuts to think about. And he was a big reason why. When I was looking at the numbers today, I think in the last 21 games, he had like 19 points or something like that. I think like his shot just a little more. Yeah. And in the first, first 61, he had 21. So He had a rough start to the season. I don't care what anybody good. wants to say. Yep. I know you're going to want to bring out charts and whatever and say, look at these numbers, but he had a rough start to the season. Eventually, points got to mean something. Second half, he was Nope. Incredible. Only XGF. <laughs> yes. And if your Corsi 4 percentage is poor, then GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> what was it yeah never mind <laughs> i'll just never forget when you want to talk more shop metrics <laughs> just the expected goal things always makes me laugh it's obviously a good stat in some aspects but clem costin hitting lauren briswad's butt end of the stick wasn't an expected goal where if it wasn't there it would have gone in so there were dude there was a goal, there weird. was a goal against the islanders or the or the uh, jets they scored from like the top of the circle on the inside of it and it was not considered a high danger scoring a chance we beat that team and we beat them like 14-0 in high danger we gave up that damn goal that wasn't considered like, like <laughs> dude like, that's within the key like i don't know which way you want to consider this but that's <laughs> Hey, if it goes in, it feels pretty dangerous to me. <laughs> it's prime shooting <laughs> position there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, analytics need a little work. <laughs> you know? Is it good the nice thing about ball? baseball is that everything starts from starts, the exact yes. same fucking point, so yeah. it's much more measurable. Mm. Uh, you know? Yeah, like, again, there's a lot of these things that are like, if Evander Kane stuffs a wrap around through two guys standing on the post and it just barely hits the goalie's pad... It gets like weighted the same as a breakaway sometimes, right? And it's yeah. like, what are we doing here? Uh, one thing I've always been curious about, and I don't have the answer, is there a way to measure analytics on an individual player? That might sound weird, but I feel like wouldn't CC and Nurse have very similar analytics because they played together more often yeah, than not? That's why you can do like with or without that player or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you can? Okay, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I What are we doing here? It's <laughs> got to ask the questions. We're talking analytics, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. We're diving into the science of the game. We're clearing, I'm waiting we're clearing for up a some word minutes. association. Oh, yeah. Tyler's been waiting for it. Tyler has been That's why he's waiting for it. He's uh, done typing. I think he's ready to go. Before we get there, though, we got to acknowledge that Liam is now a mustache guy. Mm. Rick's beard is gone. Yeah. Dan yeah, shaved. Whatever that was. Tyler <laughs> shaved. Liam is now remaining mustache guy. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I took it all off the other day, what was even around it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to ride this one out for a couple of weeks, see what happens. I like it. Maddie came in yesterday and was like, do you have a mustache? And I like, I've had this for about three or four weeks now. <laughs> so, yeah, as you can tell, it's probably going pretty well. <laughs> Those blonde locks, buddy. Somebody said it makes me look younger. So There you go. Back in my early 20s, I guess. <laughs> makes you look like you have a mustache on your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just wish I could grow one, you know? I just wish I could. That is, yeah. Struggle is real. I'm me almost too. 40, people. Almost 40. All right, Tyler. You're excited. Time for word association. How many words have you got for us? Four. What is the order? We'll start with you, Bag Milk, and then we'll come around and end with me. All right. Number one. Stuart mm. Skinner in the playoffs. Meh. Average. Blow average. Blow average. Not all the blame. Disappointing. The thing Blame. with Stuart Skinner is like, I got so much leash for him. But the weird thing about 
being an Oilers fan and doing what we do is if you say, like I said, Stuart Skinner had a bad game in game six, which he did. He got pulled again. People took that as me like discounting him or counting him out. I'm like, that's not at all well, what I'm saying. I didn't give up on Stuart Skinner like Bag Mill clearly did. Yeah. But uh, chasing him out. Yeah. I, th- I think that there's okay. It's okay to be honest about it. It was his first playoffs. He's, I just, yeah, you know, he's I, I, I said this about goaltending last year, and I don't think there was one goal, the white cloud maybe. But there wasn't like a one where you're like, ah, oh, he wants that one back. However, at the end of the game, you look back and go, somehow he needs to make two more stops. Yeah. You don't know which one, yeah. but somehow he has to figure it out. 100%. The other goaltender did it, but there wasn't one that stood out as like a, that was a well, shot over Miko's glove. Right, but like go back to the Oilers in the third period there before they got bounced. Ekholm had a great look, Aiden Hill yeah, stopped. Just kept it yep. Kane, great look. McDavid, two of them. One hit yeah. the post. And you go, if any one of those three goes in, you're not like, what the hell is Aiden Hill doing? Yeah. But son of a bitch, he stopped him. Yep. So yeah, that's just, where I was at. Yeah. It's two backups in a row yeah. that have eliminated. My others. point, like the thing that I said that really annoyed people was if Miko had those numbers, we'd all riot. Yeah. Which is true. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I'm also counting Skinner out. This is like Tyler said, yep. rookie. First yeah. playoff run, he's going to be better because of it. Three more to go. Your interest in the rest of the playoffs. Zero. Zero. Work-related. Below zero. Mild. <laughs> Let me ask you, like, what's, what's, are you paying attention at all? Because I plan on completely checking. I'll watch the highlights and I'll see who's still you, cooking. <laughs> Vegas, Dallas, Carolina, Florida. Everybody knows, mm. they're, like, I don't see anybody sitting here watching the game before. You might be a little bit. I mean, I'll be excited for the cup final because it's the cup final. But everyone's going to know just because you have to, like, work to avoid it. I will work to avoid it, but even I will somehow stumble upon Like, it. I'll know what happens. Yeah. But I'm not going to be watching games. I'll find so out in the morning. Oh, the rest of the teams, I have a reason to hate all of them. Yep, me too. That's Florida? why I won't be watching any of them. What reason do you have to hate Florida? What are they Florida. Back? Matthew Kachuk. T-K-A-C-H-U-K. Wow, thank uh, you for speaking Good player. He's not a flame anymore. That's good. Doesn't matter. He'll always... No, but you know what? But he... What would he say? After beating the best team in the league... We got the we won the award of Our having award to be the next, the best, which yeah. was an inside shot at the Oilers because he knew damn well, but he knows he hates us. That was a shot at us. Okay. And All right. is he wrong? Number yes. three, <laughs> the blank Coyotes, Houston Coyotes, Kansas City Coyotes, Tempe, Quebec, Salt Lake City. <laughs> They're gonna be the Jazz. Why not? Do we yeah. think that they're going to lose the battle, the vote tonight? Frank thinks they are. Oh, no. Really? What did Frank say? He thinks that like it's far from a guarantee that mm. this vote's going to pass, and he thinks it's more likely that it doesn't. And the NHL is... might need to have a so plan. So that happens today. We're going to find out tonight. Like, there's there's no today, earthly yeah. way the NHL has a plan for failing that vote. There's no I, way that at this moment. They some, had, some they, guys, we know they've had conversations. Some guys yes. have it. They just have to like press send to Batman, but Batman's not considering <laughs> it. Like, but somebody underneath him has like a... Oh, this happened. I don't know how that. Happened. I quickly drew this up. Same. I can't wait till the Coyotes move and Batman will be like, "They've always been in Houston." <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always, always wanted, wanted to be Gary, was Arizona <laughs> was Arizona years. a failure? No, the Arizona thing went exactly according to plan. <laughs> we were just they were a placeholder for Houston this whole time. Yeah, they were building something. All right, number four, Shirelli interviewing in Pittsburgh. Let's go. How savvy by Pittsburgh? Savvy. Hockey guy, classic. It is I, classic. I, I think Rick and I are in line. Like, of course, it's like 
Shirelli Bergevin. It's like, who yeah. the fuck? How? What did you do? How it's did you decide like these names? Dallas Aiken's going to line in as a coach again at some point. Just Bob, results do not matter. Cox's names come up in like three franchises oh, for coach. Yeah, Columbus is apparently considering yeah. him, and I'm like, New York Rangers too. Why? Why would would who? you sell any of your jerseys if they bring in Babcock? I, I'd buy in. I'd get Babcock on the back of all of them. <laughs> He's getting mashed. Get, get He's getting mashed taken off to get Babcock. Just like when you ate cat food, you got to hold to this, though. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> That's it. Those are my four. Oh. That, was good. that was a good segment, Tyler. Yeah. Great job. Mm. Yeah, I like the way we kind of elaborated on them all. We went away from the Oilers. I think I'm starting to find my groove with this. <laughs> Finally. Just in time for us to go down to once a week and never do it again. <laughs> We'll find a way to slip it into the Friday episode. There's going to be plenty of time over the summer. <laughs> there you have it. Word association. Tyler's award-winning bit. Mm. So what Betway pays for, they go, yeah, we like when you guys talk about betting. But what we're really here for is word association. Mm-hmm. I've seen the memo. Mm-hmm. We showed them the segment. They almost pulled all their money off all the shows immediately. <laughs> they were like, this is terrible. <laughs> That's why they had their logo on the ice in Edmonton is because they knew it would be loosely associated with word association. Yeah, what's with the Chipotle ad? I made that joke in game one, and it was really upsetting. We do not have a Chipotle anywhere near here. No. Is it one yeah, in this Canada? was brought up earlier in the year. Oh. Yeah, they have in Toronto. Oh, yeah. And in BC. The six. There's got to be one going in the south at some point. Not yet. In Toronto? Nothing. Yeah, we did. Chipotle. Yeah, it was okay. It's not that great. Uh, it's it was very, it was like very. It's good, but it's not what it's like. What is Chipotle? It? Oh, I thought we were doing another round of word association. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say mid. Yeah, it was mid. I've never had it before. <laughs> I know. I, I don't I've know only what heard, it is. I've only heard the comedians jokes about it. And South Park really is nice to it. <laughs> yep. I mean, South Park, I would say I ate there once. I'd say it's accurate. Oh, what South Park said about it? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. If you don't know what the joke is on South Park, you can do your own research on that one. Yeah, you know what? People have to start Googling stuff on their mm-hmm. own. You can't just tell everybody. And you know what? Just yeah, since yeah. we're uh, keeping this podcast going, because Tyler is completely into it. <laughs> I want to know what you guys had for lunch today. It's been a while since we've asked. <laughs> I had mac and cheese today. Leave a review. Tell us what you had. Hit us up. Lunch. Owen Radio Podcast. Or just tweet at us directly what you had for lunch. Today. I had a bag of chocolate covered almonds. And a Red Bull. How many How many days were those aged, though, the almonds? <laughs> they were sitting in my bag, not loosely, in a Ziploc for, well, since right before round one, so about a month. Nice. So you buy a bulk bag. Yeah, and I just a, a little Ziploc. Right. And okay. I carry them with me. They're my, I forgot to pack a lunch snack. My cold performer on Friday is going to explain a little bit more lunch about something. All right. Mm. It's got me rattled. Teaser. That's what we call a teaser in the yeah, industry. I'm rattled. Yeah. You, you want to stay tuned for Friday's episode. <laughs> and they have to listen to the end of the episode yep. too. Yep. To get it. Yep. Or fast forward through the entire thing. I had a salted yes. car- caramel latte for lunch. I'm very hungry. <laughs> That's not, yeah, I'm starving. Yeah, I'm I got I got to walk ahead of me, and I got I'm a bit peckish. I could ride. I give you a ride over to the golf course. No need. <laughs> got my two legs. I'll make it there. Yeah, two feet in a heartbeat. Let's go. Wow. Stair boys. Mm-hmm. By the way. In Vegas, it was very great. At the end of the trip, Tyler was just very much over being a stair boy. But we made him do it anyway. No, I'm not over being a stair boy. It's you and Jay are running around with your backpacks, and I have a 50-pound suitcase of recording equipment, and you guys are like, it's only 40 stairs. Where did you fly out? Did you fly out? You know block? we did the one of doom. The big one was there? Because when we were there in January, we didn't have to use them. We, yeah. Yeah. So you had to do the big one at I the did very it, end? And oh, I did it. We I earned it. skipped. Could have done Escalator, and I did no, We fine. earned it. Pure stair pressure. Club. I do like being part of it. Yeah. Change your life. It truly did. 
Now you're walking everywhere. Dan offered to give you a ride, and you're like, no, nope. not for me. There's I'm stairs on the way, actually. You used to take the elevator up our no. one flight of stairs at work, and now you don't. I'm proud actually, of you. I even moved house because of this, and I have two sets of stairs in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and he took the elevator out. When's the NHL going to release the schedule? For next year? Yes. I don't know. It's like Can mid- you ask somebody, please? Because we need some... Uh, yeah, because as far as I know, the playoffs are over. Yeah, but it's I want to start... July, isn't it? Early July? I want to start like working on Nation Vacation 2024. Yeah. Yes. And back Let after 2023. See. So last yes. year they released the schedule. May, ah. May 22. Come on, May. I've got an article here by Cam. Just when so did that come up? We could see your texts, Tyler. I oh, can really? see what you said about me. Ah. <laughs> July 6th last year at Camp. <sighs> still still oh, that was after, pretty good. After free agency. Like I jumped on the schedule <laughs> that day. Yeah. Bring it out, NHL. Let's go. Bring out your dead. I thought you said burritos. I'm very hungry. All right. For MA travel, go book a little vacay. Do what Steve Steos would do. Blasting (laughs) out. Tour around Alberta. (laughs) Shout out to our friends at Betway. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you're not watching any hockey like I am. Maybe it's time to turn your attention to betting on baseball. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are wearing (laughs) a lot of us are wearing baseball jerseys this day. Uh, and then finally at Oodle Noodle, go get yourself a free sticker. If you are in Edmonton, if you're in Calgary, make a friend in Edmonton. They'll send you some probably. Maybe you'll have to pay for postage. That's your friendship. To, those are the details of your friendship. You got to work out. Tyler, final thoughts? Mm, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you have something. Well, there's Nation Radio episode, whatever it is. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.